Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. And good Thursday afternoon. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Haven't talked about the opioid crisis for a while. And I remember a couple of years ago, probably every couple of weeks, we were talking about it. I would like to think that's a good thing, that maybe we're getting ahead of this crisis. We know that the province has made naloxone kits free to anyone. Just in the event that uh, someone has a fentanyl overdose, they are able to treat them or people are able to do something to reverse that with the naloxone kits. But I would be foolish in thinking that, okay, I think everything's fine. I'm sure there's no more crisis. I'm sure people aren't dying of fentanyl or other opioid overdoses. And that's why I wanted to just spend a bit of time this afternoon, this half hour. I wanted to bring in Ray Carlson. Ray has come up with the a very unique app, and I want to find out more about it. Ray, thanks for joining us. Angela, thanks for having me. Now, the app is called, now is it called ORCA or is it the O-R-C-A app? Uh, we're calling it ORCA, but it does stand for Overdose Response and Community Access. It's an app that uh, makes use of public government data to place um, I, uh, icons on a map to tell you where in your community or wherever you happen to be or wherever your device is, where you can obtain a free take-home naloxone kit. And okay, so mainly it's uh, just to be able to get the free naloxone kits, correct? Uh, that's the primary goal of the app, yes. The secondary goal is to then also connect users with proactive education materials about how to recognize an opioid overdose, how does that compare to a stimulant overdose, um, and, uh, and how to um, talk to your friends or your family members that you may uh, know or suspect that are engaging in high-risk behavior. Ray, your app to me, could I just not go online and see naloxone kits? Can you give me more? Because apps are supposed to be kind of interactive. So tell me a little bit more about that part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we found um, in our research was that uh, the government has done a really great job of letting us know that naloxone is a thing, that it exists, and that it can help in uh, reversing an opioid overdose. Uh, the one thing that they haven't done a great job getting the word out about is that these kits are free. You can get them at any pharmacy. You don't even have to show an ID or an Alberta healthcare card. You can walk in and ask for a free kit and they'll give you one. Um, and, uh, and getting those kits into people's hands um, is is the the main goal here, and if they don't know that they're free and that uh, going and asking for one isn't really a big deal, um, then you know lots of these kits could potentially be sitting on shelves and and reach their expiry date. So the uh, purpose of the app is to take a system that uh, is kind of unusable on mobile devices. I'm not sure if you've been to the Alberta Health Services website that uh, lists all of the locations, yeah. uh, but uh, our our site, our province hasn't. Done done a great job of making that usable on a mobile device. Why did you want to get involved with this? Um, I'm just curious why you wanted to come up with this type of an app. Sure. Yeah. So I, I took the idea to Startup Weekend, uh, which is a competition to spool up an idea and, and uh, try and rapidly prototype it in a weekend. We ended up taking third place. And um, and my whole motivation to, to get involved with this project and to bring the idea to Startup Weekend was um, because I... Um, I have a, an associate who had a son who died of a fentanyl overdose, and uh, part of her grieving process was 
very public on Facebook. Um, I read every single post that she made, and it just, like, four months ago before this happened, I didn't know what a naloxone kit was. I didn't even really know much about the fentanyl crisis uh, in general, but I just, I felt compelled to uh, to try and find a solution. So I started to think backwards. You know, if these kits, if these kits exist, why don't the public know about them at the level that we think we ought to? And then how do we, how do we shift that? And so part of it is not only telling them where they can get them, but also giving them a reason to keep that op- that app on their phone, which is, uh, updates about, uh, fighting this crisis. Um, and, uh, um, in future iterations of the app, there might be uh, the ability to register your kit. So uh, if you're a, a small business that uh, prides itself on, on having a uh, naloxone kit ready to go um, in the event of, of an emergency, they could register that kit and that would place an icon on the map as well. So it uh, could uh, potentially be used in an emergency situation, although in its current form, it's not. Yeah. How important, though, and as you say, you've now done research, and I'm going to talk to an expert after, so I don't expect you to have all the answers, Ray, but um, how important is it to get that naloxone into that person who is experiencing the overdose? Because I'm, I'm just wondering, to me, it would be minutes count, and would it help to be able to look on an app and say, okay, there's a business over there who has a kit? Do you, do you know some of those details? Right. So um, the the urgency to act is obviously very important. Mm-hmm. That's why in its current form, this app is not intended to be used in an emergency. We have a screen that pops up when you first launch the app that says, if you are an experiencing if you are experiencing an overdose, or you know, uh, please call nine one one immediately. Uh, we don't intend for this uh, to be um, a, a backup for the documentation that comes with the kits. Um, it is meant to be a, a proactive uh, resource so that uh, you can download it, you can read things through. Um, new content will pop up with uh, regularity about uh, the fentanyl crisis uh, so that you can proactively educate yourself in the event that uh, you might be in a situation that requires a, a, a calm, level-headed response with a, a, a naloxone kit. Um, great, great idea, Ray. Um, is it free? Do I just go to a Google Play Store to be able to download it? So the app is going to be free in its current form. Uh, we're entering the, the uh, second phase of development uh, uh, first week of next month. So here very shortly, this uh, startup weekend just happened last weekend. And so we had a minimum viable product that we presented, but uh, we still have a few kinks to work out mm-hmm. before it actually goes to the Google Play Store and the uh, Apple Store. But they, it'll be available on both devices. And uh, we're hoping to uh, ship the app by the end of next month. End of next month. Hopefully, we'll be able to check it out. Um, always like to, and you're a local boy, Ray? Uh, yeah, I've lived in Calgary now for about four years. Good enough. Well, I, I always like to uh, promote the tech society. They're not all the big Amazons. There's all these little startups. So, Ray, thanks so much for this, and we will look for it at the end of, you say, the end of October or the end of November? It'll be the end of October, and if people want to follow along and receive updates, they can follow us on Twitter. The handle is Orca App Official. Orca, O-R-C-A, app official, did you say? Orca app official? That's correct. Perfect. Ray, uh, good luck. Thanks so much for this. Thank you. Ray Carlson, he is uh, developing the Orca app, and hopefully it is going to be available at the end of October. It sounds like more of awareness and education. As he said, this is not supposed to replace the actual emergency of an overdose, but to make sure that people know where the naloxone kits are, the fact that they're free, and not just, you know, you think young people need to have these. Well, no, I think there's a lot of parents who would say, I want to just have one in my home in case... 
friends are over, something happens, and they end up having a, an overdose situation. I want to take a break here, though, because I want to know, since the province rolled out the free naloxone kit program, how many people are actually taking advantage of it? Do we need to do a better job of getting that word out? 403-974-8255. You know that's the number you can always call or text with any thoughts on something you hear. We're back after this. And we are talking about naloxone kits and the fact that the province has made them free. We want to get uh, a bit more as far as what the uptake has been, how many naloxone kits have been given out, if lives have been saved. Leslie Hill, Executive Director of HIV Community Link, spokesperson for the Calgary Coalition on Supervised Consumption. Hello, Leslie. Hi there. Maybe someone's saying, why are you talking to someone with the HIV community link about naloxone kits? Leslie, tell me your connection with the uh, naloxone kits. Um, our organization has a strong practice in harm reduction. Harm reduction is a, an evidence-based um, uh, procedure that um, really works with people to, who are engaging in risk behaviors to give them information and tools and support in order to minimize those behaviors. It's something that's really embedded in the philosophy of harm reduction organizations and HIV um, and HIV organizations. Um, it was created as a result of um, wanting to reduce HIV infections. So our organization um, hands out uh, uh, harm reduction supplies, so safer injection equipment, unused um, needles to people who are using drugs. And our organization is also, as a result, really involved in the opiate response. Um, we hand out take-home naloxone kits to our clients and to other people in the community. Um, and we're also really involved in uh, the needs assessment to determine um, what the best positioning is for supervised consumption services in both Calgary and Medicine Hat. At this point, we don't have a supervised um, consumption site in Calgary, do we? No, we don't. Um, there are some plans in the works. There's a, uh, a service being planned by Alberta Health Services at the Sheldon Schumer Health Centre. Um, and the Calgary Coalition on Supervised Consumption has been engaged for the last four months in a research project to really understand the further needs of the community. So we're looking at where overdose is occurring in our community. Um, we also did surveys with um, 400 people who use substances to understand from their perspective what, what the need for services is. We know there's a great need. Calgary has the highest rate of overdose um, in the province. We've had 149 deaths so far this year in the first six months of this year, so we know there's a really great need, and we want to plan services that um, are best positioned so that people will use them and that they have an opportunity to, um, to decrease that rate of overdose happening in the community. How long has the province been uh, making naloxone kits available free? Um, the harm reduction organizations across the province as a part of the Alberta Community Council on HIV started our naloxone programs in um, June, July of 2015. So that was through funding from the province, which which um, they very quickly expanded to other organizations. So naloxone kits are available through our seven organizations in eight cities across the province. We handed out um, just about 6,300 kits last year. And, um, and then they, it's also been expanded to community pharmacies, to opioid dependency programs and addiction and mental health programs. There's kits being handed out in corrections centers, health centers, walk-in clinics. Um, so it's really been a, a really widespread 
um, initiatives. The majority of kits are handed out at pharmacies and at the harm reduction organizations. So our seven organizations in eight cities handed out um, just about 4,000 of the total 15,000 kits that were handed out last year. I, and I'm curious, do we know, I, I am, you don't have all the numbers, but how effective those naloxone kits were in reversing the symptoms of an overdose? How many, how many lives were saved, I guess, is how I would put it. Yeah, so with the ACCH organizations, the Alberta Community Council on HIV, we distributed, um, like I said, just about 6,300 kits. And when somebody uses a kit, we encourage them to come back and tell us. That's mm. the way that we know when kits are being used. So they'll come back to us, tell us that they've used their kit, and we take a little bit of information from them about the circumstances, and then we'll give them a replacement kit. And so... In that year, so between June of 2016 and May of 2017, we had um, just about 1,100 reversals reported to us of those 6,300 kits. So the uptake of use is actually quite high as well. Not sure if you had a chance to hear my interview just prior to you. Um, the young Calgary man who's come up with this Orca app that allows people to identify where these pharmacies and walking clinics are. Uh, what do you think of that idea of an app? Because, I mean, I did go online and you do have to Google, put in a Google search to kind of find the map. It's not really that good. But uh, that idea of an app, Leslie, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? You know, we know that uh, technology solutions are really important in any, uh, in any circumstance, in emergency services, in, um, you know, in our day-to-day communications. It's really a normal practice these days for people to have apps that they gain information from. And I'm really in support of anything that makes it easier for people to get access to this information. I spoke to a woman last week who lost her partner to overdose last year, and she didn't at that time even know that naloxone kits were available, and neither did did his parents. So for people to have the information about where naloxone kit's available and how they can access it and that it's free. I think it's really useful information and any way that information can get out is is important. How difficult is it to administer the naloxone? I'm getting a few texts saying, is it a needle? Is it like an EpiPen? Would I need to, what, need to use an elastic and inject it in vain? Is it, is it simple to use? It's kind of similar to an EpiPen. So there's two forms of naloxone. There's a, the kits that are available for free are an intramuscular injection. So similar to an EpiPen, you would inject it into the muscle and the thigh. And wherever you go to get your kit, you should be trained on how to use it. The harm reduction organizations will train you on, on how to prevent an overdose in the first place, um, which is things like um, not using alone, using with somebody, testing a small amount of your substance first and then waiting a few minutes and then testing again or and, and then using some more, not using at the same time as the person that you have with you, having an naloxone kit available. So we work with people to use more safely. Um, and then the kits are available as a safeguard. Um, so the kits that are handed out are intramuscular injections and we would train you how to, how to use that kit. It's not that difficult. Um, it's, it requires drawing the medication out of a vial, but you're taught how to do that. And then the other solution that's available is, um, is intranasal naloxone, so it's a nasal spray. It's not as widely available. It's more expensive, and, um, and it's not available for free, but it is an option for people who aren't interested in 
or aren't comfortable with with giving an injection. Leslie, I'm getting a lot of texts from people who are saying, this is free, why am I having to use my tax dollars for naloxone kits and yet uh, uh, people pay for other drugs, whether they're diabetic? What do you say to critics who question why we're even making these kits available free of charge? Well, it's the, the burden on the healthcare system is actually really expensive as well to hand out naloxone kits and be able to um, have people respond in their communities increases health outcomes um, or positive health outcomes. It decreases death for people who are at significant risk. And we know that the path, um, the path of each individual is, is, is different. So some people are able to you know, go into treatment and quit using very quickly and maybe not ever start again. And other people have bumpier paths and might not be at a point where they're able or, or ready to make a change in their life. Things like naloxone kits allow people the time that they need to interact with um, with human service professionals. So if we're handing out a naloxone kit, it also gives us a chance to build a trusting relationship with somebody so that if they um, if they are feeling like they want to make a change or if they're feeling unsafe, they have somebody to talk to who can who can support them with information and resources. So there's lots of positive benefits to it, and it actually decreases the burden on the health system, emergency services, police response, that kind of thing. So it, in in the long run, can be more cost-effective. Leslie, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. No problem. Have a great day. Leslie Hill, and I want to take a break for news, 403-974-8255. Lots of texts, and I'm opening up the phone lines, your idea and thoughts on naloxone kits.